Hello and welcome to This Week at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. And we are here to uh, share our thoughts on a couple big streaming releases, the second of which are seemingly annual now, the last few years, Jennifer Lopez romantic comedy for the winter, which sparked Eric and I to uh, each pick a Jennifer Lopez movie to look at that's decidedly not a romantic comedy. So you're welcome, America. If you're 49ers fans looking for a little bit of sadness after watching your team implode in the NFC Championship game, we might have some sad movie recommendations for you. Uh, but we are going to uh, kick it off with the first one being the new Netflix comedy, You People. This one was co-written by Jonah Hill, who's in the middle there with Eddie Murphy, and Kenya Barris, who created uh, Blackish. And this one is about a couple uh, who are from decidedly different worlds. Ezra, played by Hill, uh, is was born to a, a middle-class Jewish family, um, but has kind of developed a love for hip-hop and uh, African-American culture, ends up hooking up with Amara. And she, her family, uh, comes are Muslims, very much uh, her father, very much into protecting his own uh, community and heritage. Their parents... Uh, are suddenly thrown together as they decide to get married and some hilarity ensues, or at least that's the idea here. Um, a lot of back and forth. You get uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, David Duchovny are in the cast. Nia Long is also in the cast. I thought this one actually was pretty funny. Um, some back and forth, definitely some edgy, biting humor, some cultural commentary. If you've watched Blackish or seen some of the other things that Barris has done, that wouldn't be a surprise to you. His Netflix show that he did, which was loosely based on his own life, was kind of biting in that comedic style, too. I liked uh, the kind of back and forth between Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. I liked uh, the awkward character played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. This one worked for me. I know not everyone's loved it, but I'm giving it a solid thumbs up. Eric, how did you feel about you people? I was mostly uh, pleasantly surprised by the... Like having seen Eddie Murphy, which I haven't seen in a while, uh, Julie Lee Dreyfus, and then David Duchovny just sitting there in the background was kind of a delight. Uh, but the leads, uh, Jonah Hill and you Lauren forgot London, David Duchovny, the world's biggest exhibit fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, the the parallels between the two leads and their relationships with the each other's parents. Um, I appreciated that structure and I like going back and forth between them. I wish I had seen a little more. There, there's sort of a, a stylistic approach to it. I really enjoyed the editing. There is a lot of, um, I don't really know how to describe it, uh, but there's a, a podcast vibe to it. And there's an interspliced continuing podcast that Jonah Hill's character, Ezra is a, a member of, and they discuss you know, quote unquote, the culture and what it's like for, you know, different races to attempt to uh, interact with each other and show some cultural appreciation. And uh, I really felt like that was trying to be something more than it was. There's sort of a scene that I've seen in a lot of comedies where uh, Eddie Murphy is sitting in the car uh, and his character has a friend who is talking to him about the kids podcast. And it's like, don't you remember when you were a kid and you got a little crazy too? And like, I, it was just odd that like this 
this speech and this this purposeful podcasting kind of amounted to just a moment I've seen in a lot of other movies. I gave it a thumbs up because I thought I really enjoyed this and I thought the relationships worked. I thought most of the chemistry between the different actors worked on screen. Uh, the only other thing I would say is I, I had a little bit of an issue with how often Jonas Hill character is just the comedy is that he's being dishonest with Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy knows it. That joke, that bell kind of kept getting rung and I got tired of hearing it after a little bit, but generally, yes. Yeah. And I liked Hill and London too, in the, their lead roles. It's really a lot about Hill and Eddie Murphy and London and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, kind of the um, future daughter-in-law, mother-in-law so, you know, son-in-law, father-in-law, that kind of dynamic, which was a lot of fun. I will say one quibble I have is it felt like the ending was very abrupt. Um, to the point where I'm like, if you're logically thinking it through, you know, they've been apart for three months and they have an awkward, you know, reunion on the sidewalk. And then here's your impromptu wedding. Right. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That was a little, so that part felt a little bit rushed, but I genuinely liked kind of the, the back and forth. There were some hilarious too, like where Jonah Hill's wearing a red sweatshirt and he <laughs> takes him to a crypt uh, barbershop and you're like, this is not going but that, to end well. Yeah, that small speech that he goes in on him about like, what are you going to do if you take it off? What are you going to let him like run your life? And I'm like, it just yeah, that was enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I they had some fun times together. So that one, uh, obviously a romantic comedy, uh, wedding themed. That was the theme this week, apparently. The other major <laughs> release for the week is Shotgun Wedding, um, which stars Jennifer Lopez and Josh Demel as a couple who are trying to have an exotic dream wedding on a remote island off the Philippines. Um, right there, you just know nothing good ever comes of going to these remote islands off of these unstable uh, countries. And as you might expect, first, they have some problems. They have their own kind of parent issues. Jennifer Coolidge plays Dumal's mother. She's a little wacky. Uh, Cheech Marin is uh, Jennifer Lopez's father. He's a little judgmental about his son future son-in-law. And then, of course, Lenny Kravitz arrives as Jennifer Lopez's former uh romantic partner former fiance who works with her father just to throw a wrinkle and when you think it's going to be just that kind of awkward that's when the pirates land and uh, take over the wedding and pretty soon they have to try to shoot their way out eric what did you think of shotgun wedding well i very much enjoyed it but i i didn't like laugh at it this was a this was a movie about relationships uh some of them more believable than others and I think a lot of it is focused on marriage and, and struggles and complications and things not being perfect and not being able to be in control. And I think they did a good job of writing a story that was about that. But at the same time, that means you're watching something that is unfocused and imperfect and struggling a lot. And so, you know, I Jennifer Coolidge, I thought was great. Uh, Cheech Marin, I thought was there. And... Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel, like, I liked their chemistry. I wish they had done more with what they had. I like, I'm they're these they're prepping, 
after they've they've had their fight and they think they're going to call off the wedding and these pirates have taken over the 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 wedding there there is a man with a gun who's coming and they're hiding in the shower and they're trying to decide which plan are they going to go with you know throw a net over the guy or light him on fire and they can't really decide and they can't agree in my head i'm telegraphing like Okay, so if they're going to find out that if they throw the net on him and they light it on fire, their their teamwork, you know, in this absurd, darkly comedic way is is going to work for them. And that just didn't happen. It's not like something else clever happened. It just didn't happen. And yet what I expected was going to happen did end up happening because she does use this flamethrower. These things do happen a few beats later. It was just... It's just a little clunky. I and I I would still give it a thumbs up. I think Jennifer Lopez is great. Um and yeah, I I I just I would say like it's no there's no harm in giving it one thumb up. I think people are going to enjoy their time if they're going to go see this. Yeah, I get what you're saying though. This movie also is a little bit uh famous because originally Army Hammer was cast here and this was one of the projects that he early had to drop off and I couldn't help sitting there thinking I don't know what their chemistry would have been like watching um you know just watching this movie and the way it plays out I think that would have been weird casting so maybe his scandal uh did them a favor I like Josh Schmel here he's fine um the movie's just okay I'm never not gonna love seeing DRC Carden uh and the fun twist that they have with her character uh, and what they give Lenny Kravitz to do. But you're right, there are a lot of things that are kind of telegraphed that you can see coming from a ways. Even that kind of finale, I could tell before they even started where that all was going. And there are some logic questions in there that never get answered. Like, here's another movie that kind of abruptly ends with a with a wedding in a spot where you're like, I feel like they'd have some other concerns still that they needed to work out, but... Overall, it's fun. You're not really expecting this to be a movie that holds a lot of logic together. You're hoping for some good laughs, some fun sequences. So I gave it a mild thumbs up. Um, I'll ask you, of the the two of these movies, which one did you like better? Oh, You People, hands down. Yeah, I liked You People uh, better as well. They were, they were both fun. They were both interesting, but I, I liked thought you people was more clever however we didn't want to miss an opportunity with a jennifer lopez movie to look at some films out of her canon so each of us have picked uh, a movie but probably not the jennifer lopez movie you're thinking of because we we think a lot about her doing romantic comedies i made jokes about this same time last year she gave us marry me which was kind of a romantic comedy like the year before i think in december ish um was i can't remember the name of the movie that actually ended up being a lot better than that second chance um you know she she's done a lot of these movies but in between eric and i actually both managed to pick some different kind of movies the one that i went with is hustlers this movie came out in 2019 and if you watch the netflix documentary last year halftime it was really about the run-up and the marketing of this movie and how much it seemed like jennifer lopez was going to get an academy award nomination i personally think she should have gotten a nomination she's very good in this movie um, as a best kind of supporting actress role it's a different kind of role it's much more dramatic it's not a happy movie by any stretch of the imagination but i have i really appreciated the okay it's not lighthearted like her romantic comedy and <laughs> um 
but I really enjoy the uh, the work between her and Constance Wu and this cast. Uh, I thought some of the the physical work that she did uh, as a dancer in this was incredibly impressive. I mean, the same thing when you're when you're looking at Shotgun Wedding. I remember my my wife looking at me. She's like, "Isn't Jennifer Lopez 50? And I was like, "Yep." Now I feel pretty bad about myself, but um, you know, I I think she gives a great performance, and she's probably one of those actors where you pin her into a certain type and I, I think that that kind of went against her getting a nomination here but she was definitely oscar worthy for me in hustlers a movie that i liked a lot more than i anticipated based on the trailer yeah um i appreciate you recommending this because it's something that kind of flew under my radar in 2019 and uh getting the chance to step and watch this i love constance Wu. i think she's fantastic in pretty much everything i've seen her in uh, Julia Stiles was a surprise to see her playing sort of this subdued role. Um, uh, it was at this point in time when you see, see Julia Stiles in a movie, it's sort of a surprise, which is a shame. Yeah, and um, like I I knew that the main four: Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu, Lily Reinhardt, and Kiki Palmer. All of them have another reason to have like a spotlight on them, and so all of them coming together to do this sort of team almost the, the director talked about wanting Martin Scorsese or a director who had handled a movie like this to do this before taking the job herself. And I really, really enjoyed this. This did feel like a, a Goodfellas or something, you know, like a casino, like something along the lines of that. Um, I was impressed by like music choices. I was actually honestly kind of like overwhelmed. This is the kind of movie that gets made that I think like, the dedication and vision behind it is something that requires a level of commitment and organization that I just like honestly gives me a little bit of anxiety, but um, yeah, Jennifer Lopez knocked it off the map. She was, she was incredible and she did a lot of work physically to be able to pull off the dance sequences and to be able to, to just, perform and pull all this off and make it look natural and all that and and everybody did such a good job such like a genuine real honest believable like story and i i just it was i don't know i really enjoyed it well so that was my my pick kind of a more serious eric also yeah. went with a more serious pick but reached in the wayback machine hard to believe this movie is almost 23 years old now uh, eric went with the cell which came out in 2000 so i'll let you lead off why did you what drew you to the cell well the opposite of real and honest and believable no um tarsim singh his his visual style there's this uh excellent movie that he made called the fall that uh friends recommend to me and he made the immortals with henry cavill way back and he just has a very distinctive eye for surreal visuals and again it's sort of that idea of you have a, an image in your head and a vision and you're going to do what you can to translate that i don't know you would make why you would make the choices to frame an image with like vine growth and then to go the extra step to digitally animate that so that it's living but i'm not tarsim singh and and it's that level of vision and control and incredible performances from jennifer lopez vince vaughn 
and Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, this is this is a movie about uh, a sci-fi take on uh, therapeutic intervention where uh, Jennifer Lopez's character is assigned to someone who enters the headspace of people who are either in a coma or otherwise psychologically unavailable. And she goes into the mind of a serial killer played by Vincent D'Onofrio in order to learn information about where his possible last victim is currently located because he's for one reason or another unable to respond and they're unable to get that information from him so it's it's this surreal auteuristic take on the mind of a serial killer and that grandiose self-serving like there i really was thinking of like the william blake uh art with the lucifer with the giant spread wings and things is this icon of vincent d'onofrio walking down with these metal links on his back tied to this massive fabric and it's it's so operatic and over the top and i i don't know what it is that i this is a movie that is on a lot of people's underrated lists and i see why because if this this came out with like five no 91 was silence of the lambs yeah so nine years later you're looking at something like Hannibal Lecter all the way to something in the mindset of like what's going on with Vincent D'Onofrio. And I can see someone trying to draw parallels and show someone trying to escalate this. And I just, I, I don't know what would have put people off other than seeing Jennifer Lopez thinking it's going to be some kind of romance, romantic comedy, something. Oh, Vince Vaughn, like, okay, whatever. And then just going in and be like, what the hell did I just watch? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, I think I mentioned um, in the pre-show when we were talking about this, I feel like this movie might've just been a little bit ahead of its time. Cause the kind of um, the kind of area that explores and the freedoms that it, it takes, you see this a lot more commonly in, in movies now today. The fact that you're going into somebody's mind basically allows them a little bit of carte blanche to detach from something being grounded in reality. And you get these expansive and wildly creative and fantastic visuals. This was Singh's first feature film after doing a ton of music videos, which is a space which is often disconnected from a linear kind of storytelling where you're looking at these kind of fantastic visuals. And that's what I remember hitting for me the most in this movie was kind of the visual style and the striking use of color and costuming and, and things like that. And I thought Jennifer Lopez does a good job. We will flash. I forgot the image there. The one that I, I found to pull when one, one of her uh, interesting looks from the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Staring out at that. Um, but I, I also wonder if, you know, you're talking about this is movie was fronted by Jennifer Lopez, who's kind of a pop star at that point in time, had done Out of Sight and some of these other movies, and Vince Vaughn, who most people had known from Swingers at that point in time. And you're probably like, hey, this can be a cool, this is not a comedy. And so both of them, kudos to them for stretching their range. Vincent D'Onofrio is great in a whole variety of weird and dramatic roles. So wouldn't that just surprising for him? But I think that's one of the reasons this movie ends up on a lot of underrated lists because people either saw the trailer and were like, I don't get this and stayed away or went expecting something else. We see that quite a lot. You know, people go with a certain conception of a movie. Just saw this, I think with Babylon. A lot of people went and thought, oh, it's the guy that made La La Land. I'm going to see La La Land part two. And halfway through the opening orgy scene, they're like, this is not what I was hoping to see. 
I think that happened a lot for some of the people uh, with the cell. I kind of remember that a little bit at the at the time. And it's a movie I think it's worth revisiting, especially just to appreciate the cinematic style and the visuals, the use of color, um, all of the you know production design elements that really have stood the test of time here. Any other things to add about our Jennifer Lopez selections? Uh, I got to see more of Jennifer Lopez this week than I have in the last, you know, 30 years of mine on this earth. And uh, she's fantastic. She's so, got a lot of range that I don't think people fully appreciate. Yeah, I, I really want to watch this one of hers called Enough. It's uh, supposed to be mm -hmm. a about uh, domestic abuse, but, you know, it's something I've had recommended to me multiple times. And she's just... I don't know. She's fantastic. I, I I know it's like one of those late to the party kind of things where, you know, the world knows already, but it's like, hey, wow. Well, this week we got a new release that helped us put the focus on Jennifer Lopez. Next week, it'll be a new release that puts the focus on another interesting filmmaker, and that's M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, we will be looking at Knock at the Cabin, which opens in theaters on Friday, but we will also each be bringing a couple of our uh, favorite M. Night Shyamalan stories, so that's something to look out for next week. Until then, any parting thoughts? Thank you all. We'll see you at the movies. Yes, guys, have a great week, and enjoy all the new releases.